0: Alrighty. nāḥmaduhu wa Ala We express our praise and gratitude to Allah Ta'ala. We seek blessings upon the Prophet. Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Alrighty. So once again, class today, no class tomorrow, class Tuesday, class Wednesday. So today and then Tuesday, Wednesday. And then we are finished. Maybe forever. Maybe until next Ramadan. We'll see. Okay. So I'm just scrolling to get to the uh, location. And there's Jewel and her upside on cat. Okay, nice. So up till this point, we have... We'll see something. We'll, we'll, uh, uh, we've gone through IS24. And let me emphasize again that we have two commands. And if you're not doing it already, I'd like you to really try to internalize those two commands, especially the first one. The first one to be the Abdov rub. And again, what is the principle here? That your goal, your intention is to fulfill whatever Allah is prescribing upon you and to regard it as nourishing, as beneficial for you. In the same way that early on when we were going through Al-Fatiha, I suggested that how you regard Islam will inform how much motivation you have to practice Islam. And so many of us think of Islam as this, this big, gigantic, complicated mess of of instructions and prescriptions and may be relevant may not be relevant and such and rather you want to uh imagine islam something akin to the way you imagine physical fitness that short-term struggle with long-term benefit short-term discipline with long-term ease and and so thus we've been having class now for nearly two dozen sessions i think this is session 24 and we've only had two commands third command we're going to be doing in just a couple minutes inshallah and then the fourth command doesn't come for another 80 ayahs uh it's not until i forgot around around i 100 a little bit before a little bit after it that we have the fourth command and so Al-Baqarah itself has very few instructions, the Quran itself has very few instructions. As we said before, your intention, the focus of the Quran is on your thinking. Here's how reality operates and then here's how to navigate reality. Here's how the world operates and here's how to navigate the world. And then there's consequences to your actions both in the Akhirah as well in as in the dunya. And so, for that, the commands are helping to fulfill that navigation. The most central of all of them, Salah, doesn't even come for another eighty-five or so ayahs, give or take. And so, so, so the point is, when an instruction comes, try your best to fulfill it. But notice how much time we spent on the other ayahs. Usually. Those eyes are easy to fly through, but we put in time to really, really reflect on what they're saying. Now, having said that, we get into Aya 25. And meanwhile, while all your cats are talking to each other, you know, please feel free to continue. Oh, very nice, Marshall. Okay. So, Aya 25. And I'm on a different computer, so... Hopefully I will share this correctly. And no, I don't know others. Okay. All right. And can you all see the eyes on your screen? So perfect. All right, so I had 25 Hold on, let's add more translators. And we'll add my usual crowd, Dr. TV Irving, Osmani, Modana And okay. So I-25. Okay. So give good news. To those who believe and do right. That. That they will have gardens beneath which rivers flow. And then every time they are provided from it. It's fruits. As a provision. Then they say this is something that we were provided from before. And they will be given like it. And for them in there are your companions. Oh, yeah. And for them in there is eternity. Okay. So in simple English, give good news to those who believe and do right, that they will have gardens beneath which rivers flow. And every time they partake of the fruits of the garden as provision, they'll recognize this as something they had before, and they'll be given like that. And they'll be given purified companions, and they will be there forever. Okay. Okay. So first and foremost these previous commands ayah 21 is in the plural ya ayuhanas plural okay. ayah 22 uh, alu plural so ayah 21 oh, all of you be the abd of your rub and then all of you everybody plural they don't we make rivals to allah we didn't speak so much about the collective aspect of these commands we spoke more about the individual aspect but this command is speaking to each and every one of us individually yeah. so because of that some commentators will read that as being addressed to the prophet peace be upon him yeah. And they do that usually inconsistently. So, for example, there's other surahs where the command is given individually, and the same translators don't limit it to the prophet, peace be upon him. But now, let's look at the command. Give good news. So who is it speaking to at this point in the Quran? It's speaking to believers. How? What would be the logic that Allah is speaking to the believers as opposed to everyone at this point, considering what we've gone through in the last, you know, four or five ayahs? Reason through it. Can you repeat
1: your question, please?
0: Yeah. So <clears throat> here I'm suggesting that the command give good news is specifically for believers as opposed to all of humanity where is my logic coming from first command all of humanity second command seems to continue with that don't knowingly create rivals to him now we have these conditional commands. If you have doubts about the Quran, do such and such. And if you can't do it, you can never do it. Then I have taqwa. So, why would this be specifically primarily for the believers?
1: Uh, are you speaking of the bashir as opposed to alladina amanu amulus alahat part? Or?
0: So, the bashir. Yeah, oh. the amanu is definitely talking about believers. because if i've gone through 21 22 23 and 24 at this point i should be a believer
1: oh okay i was wondering if it's maybe because of like i think in the previous ones despite the fact that like we were talking about them in the singular since they were still pluralized but in this one it's
0: just singular yeah even more simply than that that if i have fulfilled 21 if I have fulfilled 22, then at this point I'm a believer. And then if I have it because I have doubt, then that has also already been addressed in 23 and 24. Make sense? Yeah. But either way, uh, we can say that this applies to all of us in this room. So give good news to those who believe and do right. So let's talk about this. All right, can you see my, my OneNote on the screen? Yes. Okay. So. 225. Give good news to those who believe and do right. As opposed to those who believe and do good. It'll appear on your screen hopefully in a second. Inshallah. There. <clears throat> what is the difference between doing good, khair, and doing right, salihat? I like this camera. It makes my face look so bright, like it's full of noor, and it's the camera. It's not me. But anyway, so how would you answer this question? What's the difference between doing good and doing right?
1: Anyone um. Yeah. Below. Okay. Yeah. Um. I don't know if this is correct, but to me, like, good kind of seems like a bit more like subjective, and then right kind of seems a bit more like objective, like things that are just like maybe more clear cut and like ordained, I guess, mm-hmm. by like commanded by Allah Subhanahu Taala. <laughs> maybe good can be yeah. something like that. We can be the judge of. I don't know.
0: That would be. Uh. I mean, especially the keyword being ordained. Yes. Sadia, what are you gonna say?
2: Because um, good may not be right and right may not be good.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And Mustafa, your point is well taken, those who believed past tense. And that'll make more sense and your your point will be even more appropriate in just a moment, inshallah. But yes, what are you saying, Mustafa?
1: Um, what word for good in the Arabic were you thinking of? Do- I'm using
0: uh, good, I'm thinking of khayr that we find throughout the Qur'an versus salihat. Salihat is even improving things. What do you think? Amil
1: I think there are I think there are a combination of things but like when I think of al-amil uh, al ال, uh, usually I think of it in terms of صالحة, which mm-hmm. is um, like it has an element of making things right of fixing things in the mm-hmm. sense of like it can encompass good things but it can also encompass like righting a wrong mm-hmm. there's something that is spoiled to make it better to fix it mm-hmm. as opposed to just Doing something that is good.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I would say that's very very precise. So, to give you a scenario, let's say I uh, I'm at work, and my boss says, "All right, I'm going to give you this project, and I'm going to collect this project from you at some point, and so get to work on the project." And I say yes. And three weeks goes by, and my boss says. Okay, uh, give me the project. Did you complete the project? And I say, no, I didn't do the project. But because we had quarantine, I made sure to disinfect all the bathrooms and I set up anti, you know, uh, or the, the what is the, the Purell type stuff, hand sanitizer all over the office. So we're not going to have any germs and we're not going to have any more sick days. What is going to happen with me and my job? Sadia.
2: You will lose it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Why? I did such a good thing. I'm going to help productivity for the company.
2: Yeah, but it was it was not what was asked of you. So exactly. you didn't do the right thing. You did the good thing, but not the right thing.
0: Yeah. This is the point that we're making here. And so I did a good thing. I did a good thing that can help the company, but that was not the job that I was assigned. So this is also related to... The question that often comes up that we all have periodically, Well, what if you have someone who does good? Uh, Shouldn't they go to paradise? That's not giving you a complete conclusion on the answer, but it's a point to think about that we can revisit uh, in a couple of eyes, inshallah. So those who give good news to those who believe and do right, what's the relationship between these two? Believing and doing right. Like, how different would it be if we only had the first one? How different would it be if we only had the second one?
1: If we only had the first one, then we'd have a green light to do whatever the heck we wanted to do, regardless of anything. Um, If we only had the second one, we'd have no direction, because it's like, what is our basis for what is right? What are Mm -hmm. our parameters? Yeah,
0: that's the basic point. Uh, regarding the first one, that's the pushback you find in the Catholic Church against many of the Protestant denominations. That in many of the Protestant denominations, if you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you're done. You will have eternal life. And the Catholics are saying, no, no, no slow down. It's not that easy. So, and likewise, that's our pushback as well. That it is not sufficient to do the shahada, to say the shahada, to be guaranteed to go straight. To paradise, inshallah, you will eventually go to paradise. Right? It's majority opinion that those, well, it's unanimous opinion as far as I know, that those who are in paradise will never stop being in paradise. But it is majority opinion that those who are in hell, some of those people at least will eventually go to paradise, like almost in waves where Allah's gonna, once you paid off what you have to pay off, you go to paradise, and then Allah's gonna pull in anyone who had any amount of Iman in their heart and then bring them to to paradise, inshallah. But what happens to the rest of the people, you find a whole divergence of, of opinions. In any case, yes, your actions will reveal what you truly believe. Your heart or your thoughts, more than that, will reveal what you truly believe. And your heart will reveal even more than that, what you truly believe. And so this diagram that, As we do these classes more someday, you'll see from me much more. We have heart, mind, body, and hopefully it'll come up in a second. Relationships, society, world. So the left three are you individually heart mind body and then the right three is your interaction with everything around you and so your heart being the realm of action or i'm sorry your body is the realm of action your mind is the realm of intention niya, and your heart is the realm of your core yearnings irada. your relationships is the realm of your character your society is a realm of justice, but these two overlap. Justice and governance. And then this overlaps with the one on the right, depending on where we are in human history. Whoops. Hey, where'd it go? It has been lost on my screen. And... There it is. Okay. Sorry for the technical difficulties. And wow, look at all these things we've covered, mashallah. Look at so much, mashallah. Oh, look at all that. We did this too. And all of you are experts in all of this now. What I will do uh is I'll send you all a PDF of these notes. And then you can save them if you want. I can autograph them for you. Please boss its name. This is strange. Oh, you know what? Because somehow this is given, this is switched the Suda. I'm sure somebody's listening to this recording wondering what is going on right now. Those of you who are listening to the recording, I'm having technical difficulties.
1: I like how you're addressing people from the future. Exactly. <laughs>
0: And once again, I think we've landed on here. Hold on. When I turned 50, I wrote a letter to myself at age 25, saying this is me from the future. But I don't know how to get it to myself. I'm hoping someday in the future somebody who can figure out how to send a letter into the past. Hopefully, you can hear the fifty thousand phones in the background. So, in any case, while that is coming up, <clears throat> that in your realms of yourself you have heart mind body and your actions will reveal what your true belief is but more than that your mind which is where your intentions are located will reveal what your true belief is even more and your heart the realm of your yearnings will reveal your true beliefs even more the difference here is that everyone else has access to my actions i have access to my intentions i have access to my heart most of us however do not know how to read our hearts what to think of reading other people's hearts and and so i may claim belief as we all know when we covered hypocrisy but uh, my actions may show the contrary. Okay, so we're on the right screen now, and hopefully this will get us there. Apologies, everyone, for. Uh, here, we've actually drawn this before multiple times. Okay. 411 411 412 and here we are 416 right there so think of this in one way as the entirety of the human experience so we have the heart the mind the body the relationship society world here we can use a couple of things one is civilization But it depends upon what era we're we're, uh, living in. And so (laughs) these are related to the self. These are related to interaction or connections. And think back to the very, very first lesson of the whole course that the essence of the Dean is all about connections. So the left will be your connections with yourself, your interaction with yourself, and the right will be your interactions with everyone else. All six of these realms are your interactions with Allah Ta'ala. So ideally, we want all six realms to be oriented towards Allah. The ones we have the most control of are the left four. The left three, definitely, but partly your relationships. Society in the world would be much harder to control unless you have to be one of the elites. And by elites, I don't mean the Illuminati. I mean just people who have influence. But we are speaking here in the context of the relationship of believing and do right. So those people, related to Mustafa's question, those people who believe and did right... So you're witnessing that this person you know is a believer and they did write what is the good news for things that they will have gardens okay uh, more strange difficulties that they will have gardens beneath which rivers flow (laughs) there's all kinds of massive technical difficulties today okay let's try again they will have gardens beneath which rivers flow which is something that you know if you've gone through the Quran you've seen this mentioned many many times They will have the fruits of the gardens, and they will be familiar. They will have pure companions, and they will have eternity. Yeah. So this is the good news that is being promised. This is the good news that we are to express to each other now we'll go through the whole idea before making sense of what the command is gardens beneath which rivers flow understood all kinds of different ways one easy way to think about it is if you think of all the most famous gardens of the world more often than not they're the ornamentation for palaces so the most famous garden in all of Europe is which one anyone know It's the Palace of Versailles out in France. And it is as famous for the elaborateness of the palace as it is for the gardens that are ornamenting the palace. Go to the Taj Mahal, which is not a palace. It's a tomb, but may as well be a palace. And then it's surrounded by these ponds or I don't know what you call them, like these pools. And much of the gardens are all gone now. It's always because of pollution and lack of care. And very often when you have a palace, you will have gardens to decorate the palace even more. And so one way to understand this is that you will have self-irrigating gardens, gardens that are automatically maintained because they have rivers flowing underneath them. And then by extension, you will have palaces. Think about this in the context of the Arabs This would be something appealing. You know, the Arabs of Mecca and Medina, where water is not common. If I'm in Bangladesh, where so many months are monsoon season, gardens beneath which rivers flow is probably not going to be all that, you know, exciting to me. So this is also speaking primarily, literally in the context of the Arabs at that time. But we're also pulling from the, what is this meaning? That you will own luxury. The fruits. This is something interesting in terms of Arabic discourse, Quranic discourse. Two common words for fruits: فاكيها, فواكي, ثمر, Here, it's samar. is often read literally and metaphorically. One is that we will have the fruits of the gardens, and we'll recognize. Yeah, this is what we had in Earth, but it'll be the paradise version of it. So, quick question: Each and every one of you. I think we asked this before. What are your favorite fruits, Mustafa? What's your favorite fruit? Probably mangoes. <sighs> mashallah honorary desi right there. Boss said, "What's your favorite fruit?" It looks like. It. Oh, yeah. oh my god, mango, mango, mangoes. Seriously. Okay. mashallah MashaAllah, what's your favorite fruit? sadia salvia, tul. Gabriel. Mango, blueberry. Blueberry. blueberry
2: yep like
0: pineapple pineapple right Jackfruit. jackfruit seriously or are you just saying that as a joke no there's there's a fruit called jackfruit no no i'm not talking about that i thought jackfruit is <laughs> supposed to taste nasty no they're good yeah you never had it i don't think i have well maybe i'll have to have it you know jewel says lychee donut lime peach golden russet apple i like how precise all those are that's pretty cool you know mashallah uh and then marcus maher if you want to share your favorite fruits we'd be interested i think my favorite fruit is just basically a nice big orange orange seedless yeah or a banana in any case so you will have inshallah these in paradise you will recognize this is like what we had before but it'll be the paradise version of it that's one reason one reading of the fruits most of us like i like all fruits mashallah such such piety. okay so the uh another way this is read is you will see the fruits of your labor you will recognize allah is giving me this because i did this back then in my dunya so what's the easiest mathematical formula every time you say subhanallah what do you get in paradise so the fact that I said subhanallah now twice, two of these are waiting for me. Anybody now? A tree in Jannah? A tree. Yes. A tree that is so big that it would take like a thoroughbred racehorse to do the circumference, it would take about 65 years. Years. <laughs> Trying to even comprehend how comprehend how big one tree is. Uh, of that you'll say see the tree, you'll want to say subhanAllah, and then bam, another tree. And you'll say subhanAllah. <laughs> now I have three trees. Subhanallah. Okay, and so you'll recognize ah I received this because uh Allah gave me this because I did this thing in dunya. Yeah. So all the times I am resisting myself and I'm nice to Kibriya. Imagine the type of rewards that I'm getting, inshallah, in paradise. Mustafa.
1: Um and i did a quick look up in the module
0: just to nice uh translate to everybody what's a module uh pardon uh, translate to everyone what is a module uh,
1: it's like a dictionary an arabic dictionary it's functions... so you have to basically use a dictionary to
0: tell them what a dictionary is but yeah go ahead yeah
2: it
1: functions slightly different differently than a regular dictionary in that you uh Take whatever word you're given, you break it down to its uh, root in order to find its entry and its meaning. Yes. Uh, and you can usually find the uh, different forms of the word as well. So it's not just like the root word, and yes. you can have access to all different possible meanings and iterations of the word, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, like, what okay. came to mind with Thamar is also the word istithmar, which is like investment, which is more in the monetary sense, which I think nice. also serves to reinforce the, the uh, luxury component of things, because the root word can have that context and it can have the context of uh, fruit. So,
0: mm-hmm. very nice, Mashallah. Thank you for that all the
1: moments that i
0: pulled myself personally now we're going to recreate some of the best so where's the sound coming from okay, okay. in a case uh okay so pure companions oh snap we know the references in sutra rahman of these wide-eyed virgins the hoodies of paradise Again, in the original context of the Quran, to whom are we primarily speaking? We're speaking of Arabs, Arabs, men. What about this reference? Is this specifically to men? What's
1: it's so it's not specific if it were specific to men. Um uh, it would so there are two things to note first one is if this was supposed to be like a feminine version it would have been zajit rather than as but mm-hmm. then you know that it's gema rather than the uh masculine uh plural of zauj because of mutahara afterwards being uh feminine mm-hmm. so it cannot be um uh like, the masculine version of uh the plural of uh uh,
0: zelch Mm -hmm. so therefore what is it it's either or both so the first reference in the quran to the companions of paradise we would say is gender inclusive other specific references seem to be speaking to men for women or lesbian women for lesbian women but the point here is this is gender inclusive here and so pure companions what does that mean or what could that mean a common understanding is you are their only companion in their history meaning full loyalty could be Uh, The virginal interpretation seems to be an interpretation that comes later. But in any case, pure as opposed to not pure. Pure argumentically sounds much more interesting. Okay, so... I mean, so gender inclusive, but you will have companionship. And then you will be there forever. So that's the same thing. If you look at the uh, the the right column, the red, think of all the big projects a person does in their life, primarily their career. You're seeking one or more of these four things. You are working so that you can own or so that you can have a home of some sort. You're working for the fruits. You might even be in a career where you find satisfaction in the fruits of your labor, you know, like a teacher. You're working for companionship, and then especially as you get older, you become much more conscious of what is the legacy that you're leaving. And so we're saying you'll have all of these in paradise, Primarily, you'll have all of these with Allah. That what is the true companionship? It is the companionship of Allah. Eternity with Allah. And of course, the companionship is not limited to that. You know, you should aspire, for example, to be the neighbor of the prophet, peace be upon him. And if that is not appealing, aspire at least for the top level of paradise and for all your loved ones to go up there. But also that the fruits of your labor, you know, all the effort you're doing in this dunya, you know, difficult or easy, now you can finally relax. So, this is what is being promised to those who believe and do right. This is a summary of the entirety of the depictions of of paradise throughout the whole rest of the Quran. For a hint of hell think of the worst opposites of all of these the worst opposite of eternity could be eternity or this is an interpretation of two specific people two specific big scholars is you cease to exist that there is a, a an interpret negative eternity here yeah. there is an interpretation it's a minority interpretation but by major scholars that because allah's rahmah outweighs his wrath that by definition hell should cease to exist and everybody in there Allah knows best and then what would be the opposite of companionship no companionship or evil companionship would be the opposite the evil opposite of fruits of your labor that you actually see the fruits of your labor and they're bad meaning you do not have any joy in seeing them or All the good you thought you were doing, your intentions were sour. And so you got nothing. This is the point I have to make over and over again to the undergrads who can't stop gossiping. That, you know, we're taught that there's going to be those people who will have done, yes, who have done a whole huge amount of good. And then they come to the day of judgment and they have nothing because they wiped it all out with their tongue. With the loose tongue. Okay, having said that, what is the instruction then? Explicit and then implicit. So, the explicit instruction is literally give good news to those who believe and do right. So I'm going to say X, Y, Z, because I'm lazy. Those who believe and do right, and I'll just write it all out. And then what is implicit here is you're looking to the good that people do. So you're also controlling how you look at other people. And you're looking at their good. Okay. If all the companion was, if all the, oh, not again. If all the instruction was, was to look at the good of what people do, what would be the result of that? For a person's self or in a, in a relationship or in a community if we focused our attention on the good of what people do say for example instead of the wrong or the flaws that of what people do what's the
1: i feel like it would be positive reinforcement and an uplifting of the community it's very encouraging for one's good acts to be seen acknowledged and
0: recognized absolutely Right, That if I am conditioning myself that I'm only going to see the good of what people do and make myself blind or somewhat blind to the wrong that people do, it's going to have a very significant positive effect on myself. And it'll have a very positive impact on my relationships. If, however... I look at the negative and I'm seeking the negative. That's going to affect my heart very negatively. And that will affect my relationships very negatively. Yeah, Mustafa. So is the key here the seeking
1: part or the actual seeing of negative?
0: Uh, I think the consequence of seeing negative, the long-term consequences that it becomes seeking of negative.
1: Well, What about when you see injustices? That's
0: that's different, different, yeah. This goes back to the point of you give the regular person 70 uh, excuses in terms of the but you give the person of power and authority 70 skepticisms. Uh, I
1: I did not really understand that it was just uh, specifically for regular person as opposed to Like something more generic, more generally applied, regardless
0: of. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So now let's add to it. Not only am I seeking the good of what you do, not only am I seeing the good of what you do, but then I'm saying to you, may Allah reward you. What would be the consequence of that? I think. Yes, Adia.
2: Do you mind repeating your question, please?
0: Okay. So we said that at one level, if all I'm doing, I'm not saying anything, but I'm looking to the good, I'm looking for the good of what you do. That's automatically going to have a positive impact on my heart. And it'll have a positive impact on my relationships and how I look at the world and everything. But now, if we add another level where not only am I looking for the good of what you do, I am also saying to you, okay, may Allah reward you for this, then what would be the consequence? I think it would very much strengthen relationships. It would give positive reinforcement. And yeah, uh, Mustafa says smiles, warm, fuzzy feelings, gratitude, What goes on. Jewel says, would make me feel closer to them, closer to Allah. Absolutely. So now I'm going to tell you, raise your hand.
1: And there is, um, if memory serves, a hadith that uh, mentions that when you make dua for uh, a brother or a sister of yours, then there's an angel that makes the same dua for you.
0: So, uh-huh. Absolutely. And so, think how fascinating this is. The first command is about your relationship with Allah. Second command is about your relationship with Allah. The third command is about your relationship with each other. We would think salah, you know, the pillar of deen, would be the third command. Or even sadaqah would be the third command. But this is the third command in terms of the order that the Qur'an is laid out, and the order the Prophet peace be upon received, very different. And so, think of the consequence of hearing this, as well as saying this to each other. Because related to Mustafa's point about dua, when you're saying, may Allah reward you for this, you're making a dua for them. Just like when the Prophet peace be upon him says, if you want to spread love for each other, then do what? Give the salaam. And the salam, it's easy to forget, is a dua. May peace be upon you, or assalam, may Allah's peace be upon you. You're making a dua for each other each time we say assalamu alaykum. So guess what we're about to do right now? Okay, we're about to do this instruction. The summary version is jazakallah, jazakallah jazakumullahi khayran. Right. But you can say the same in whatever language you want. So, because I'm the teacher, I will start and we'll go through according to the Brady Bunch screen on my screen here. So, starting from the top left on my screen, Mustafa, may Allah reward you for your participation in this class and for your very insightful uh, comments that you've been making. Uh, Basit, may Allah reward you for your participation in the class as well as bringing other family members who are in the class. And I don't know if who else is there. You know whether uh, uh is there? May Allah reward her also for her participation and all the other, all other li- little ones. Gibriya, May Allah reward you for continuing to attend the class, even though fifty percent of the time you're in the car. Meaning that shows some dedication for doing so. Sadia, May Allah reward you for having taken this class 3,500 times and still coming and still participating uh, in the class with with very beneficial comments. mashallah. Nadia, may I let tell reward you for participating in the class. You have 50,000 kids in your house and you're still cons- consistent <laughs> in the class. Jewel, may I let tell reward you for coming all the way from the East Coast to attend the class and participating, obviously very, very carefully based on the comments that you're making. And Marcus, may I let tell reward you for joining our class, for being a newbie here and still continuing to, to, to uh, participate uh, throughout this uh, entire month. Alrighty, now let's see. Uh, those of you who don't have your cameras on, you're welcome to type in the chat message. Mustafa, uh, address Basit. Um,
1: khairan for um, what you do for your son. I noticed him. Uh, being a very cheerful uh, kid that popped up in the corner one time, so yeah, mashallah continue to do well in raising him
0: Uh, and and the other three as well, Basit Gibriah Uh, yeah you gotta be paying attention even come up with something general or nice (laughs) Well,
2: I mean, uh, apparently I've, we've met a long time ago, but uh, you always have some insightful things to uh, uh, say and add to the conversation whenever it is. I mean, I don't usually add much of anything except for some humor, but at least you have uh, some good things to add when you do. I yeah. for that.
0: Very good, MashaAllah. Kibria, Sadia. Alrighty. I don't know if you're mute or you might be busy. Uh, Then Sadia, Nadia.
2: Um, May I reward you for making, uh, asking great questions and adding to our knowledge, especially about the legal aspects of (laughs) um, (laughs) yeah, uh, different verses and um, and being insightful Um, and I appreciate your participation in the class.
0: Very good, Nadia, Jewel.
2: Um, Jewel, I don't know you but I've seen your name pop up every day for almost 30 days, well, whatever we're at right now during Ramadan and I appreciate your comments and just you have a pretty name, Jewel. And I feel like we somehow know each other even though we don't. And I feel like that about a lot of people in class. So thank you for attending.
0: Very good, Jewel to Marcus. Yeah, you're welcome to to type it into the box. And then assuming that is happening, Marcus to Mustafa. and hopefully that is happening Mm -hmm. okay all right inshallah it'll be forth oh there it is Marcus you for companionship and I can sense this in this wonderful month of Ramadan very nice and then hopefully Marcus is able to give his prayers for Mustafa wow this is happening how does this feel
2: uh it's awkward but at the same time it uh gets us involved with the other people in uh the class as if uh like we're for example when we pray together in a measure or something and let's say you say said i'm the the person next to you you have no idea who that person is really but um it kind of builds a kind of connection that you know you're doing the same thing together so it's yeah there's actually a small
0: the difference, mm-hmm. and your thoughts, reflections, Mustafa. Uh,
1: honestly, I think I lucked out with Majid because or Bassit. Not sure if Majid is your first name or Bassit is your first name.
0: His name is Abdul Bassit Abdul Majid. <laughs> yeah. that's a beautiful name. Um, uh
1: But I think I lucked out with you because, like, I actually do remember vividly seeing your kid and th- and thinking he does look like a. Like, happy, cheerful kid, and so it's like I was like, looks like a good father, and so it was a very easy thing for me. And at the same time, I'm one of the few people that have cameras on. I'm really good with faces, not so good with names, and so like, I, was, I would have struggled immensely if it were not you. Uh-huh.
2: <laughs> I was hoping I got you because, uh, you know, it'd have been easy because, Masha, you're the only one that's really. Participating in this best community, good content. I wish I was like that. Samina and I were just mentioning the same thing. Like, man, we need to be more involved. We need to be more engaged in the conversation. But you know, we feel like we don't really have much to add onto the.
0: I everybody does. No.
2: Yeah, so that's why. Yeah, for that.
0: Very good. And then Jewel says it feels like honoring a reality that doesn't get expressed, even though some things can always be articulated. Very good. And again, think about what else this is doing. This is reorienting, you know, how we look at each other. It's very easy to look at the shortcomings, to look at the faults of whatever someone is doing or does not seem to be doing. And that becomes destructive towards relationships and it becomes destructive towards our own hearts as well. And Sadia says, it helps acknowledge the presence of other participants who don't normally directly interact with. So then someone's pretty validating. Very nice, Mashallah. Alrighty. So very good. Thank you for everyone for participating in the exercise. And we will continue inshallah on Tuesday. So not tomorrow, but Tuesday, inshallah. And then we'll wrap things up on Wednesday, inshallah. Okay. May Allah reward you all. Now I understand you understand why go. I say that at the very end of every class. There yeah. you go. Yes. Just, oh air on for everything you teach us. Okay, Thank you very much. And, and so, yeah, this is why I also say at the very end of every class, and I'll tell the you, you all. And we will continue, inshallah, Tuesday, 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 Tuesday.